All right. Welcome to Coffee with Marcus Mark, the number one stock market show on Spotify and one of the most popular market updates on YouTube. Today is Thursday, October 5th. Stocks drop ahead of tomorrow's jobs report. Will we see back to back to back to back weekly losses? Weekly jobless claims come in lower than expected. Crude oil sees its biggest weekly loss since March. Plus, yields retreating. And then we're also going to take a look at our two potential assignments this week. Are those trades in trouble? We'll see. As you can see, there's a lot to talk about. So let's go ahead and get started. If this is your first time here, my name is Mark Hodge. I'm head coach at Rockwell Trading. And I'm running the show solo today. Uh, but on most days, I'm joined by Marcus Heikota, Rockwell Trading CEO. He will be back here on Monday. Even though I'm running the show solo, I promise that you are in good hands. You could say that we have a ton of trading experience here at Rockwell Trading. We know our stuff. We're not afraid to tell it like it is. And if you're looking for some honest insight into the world of trading, then you are definitely at the right place. Now, before we dive in and talk about some positions that we are in, let's take a look at what's moving the markets. And let me go ahead and share my screen. And here we see a chart of the S&P. This is actually a weekly chart here. We see a small loss back in November, followed by a bigger loss, and then another loss. And right now, we're setting up for another losing week, down 1.3%. Unless there's a little bit of a recovery today and then a positive reaction to jobs, looks like we could see another losing week for the S&P 500. Uh, the Dow... In a similar situation, we see here that the Dow right now for the day down 0.4%. The S&P was down 0.7% or about three quarters of a percent lower. The NASDAQ giving back yesterday's gains. Right now, the NASDAQ down 1%. So a little bit of uh, caution or weakness as we head into the monthly jobs report tomorrow. And if we look at the economic calendar here, in PowerX Optimizer, we do see that today un unemployment claims came in lower than expected. So forecast of 211,000 Americans filing for unemployment for the first time and 207,000 actually did lower than expected, a little bit higher than last week. But uh, this wasn't enough to have traders get excited about this data. Yesterday, we had that nice reaction to this weaker than expected ADP non-farm employment uh, report. This is where bad news is good news when it comes to uh, the Fed's decision on whether or not they're going to raise rates. And now we point our attention to the monthly jobs report, which includes average hourly earnings expected to come in at 0.3%. We'll see what happens there. Non-farm jobs expected that there will be 171,000 jobs added. It's also expected that the unemployment rate is going to tick down a tick from 3.8 to 3.7. We'll see if that's the case. Right now, it's all about jobs and all about Fed, the Fed and rate. So let's go ahead and take a look at the CME FedWatch tool. And we'll see here that right now, the probability that the Fed will keep rates the same at the November 1st meeting is 78.4%. So traders are not expecting that the Fed will hike at their next meeting. A potential hike probability at 21.6%. Now, this could definitely change tomorrow depending on jobs. If jobs 
come in hot and uh, there are more jobs added, uh, that could potentially shift this over to another hike uh, being uh, possible. We know that the Fed has hinted at raising rates another time this year. That's what that dot plot showed. And that's the commentary that we're getting. Uh, rates being higher for longer than expected or an increase. Right now, probabilities really showing the same thing that they've continued to show over the last couple of weeks. And that is that traders bet the Fed will not raise rates, but that they will keep them elevated. Now, we did. We have kind of seen this switch here, though. Uh, it was expected that uh, the Fed would keep rates the same until June and then maybe cut in July. Right now, this is uh, flopping a little bit or flip-flopping, um, potentially a cut in June. Now, this shifting to a cut sooner uh, could definitely help the market because we're we're trying to figure out the new normal, right? Uh, typically, the Fed targets a 2% uh, increase in inflation uh, year over year, and that's their target. But with this high inflation environment and rates being elevated, that's just not realistic. So what, what's the new goal? What's the new normal? Is it is it three? Is it four? Uh, right now, uh, the Fed trying to combat that. And we know that the longer rates stay higher and the longer the Fed has to work at that, there is the potential to have that impact the economy in a bigger uh, state or, or uh, with, with uh, a bigger concern. And that's where the recession talk comes up. And will we have a soft landing? Will we go into a recession? Will these you know rates really impact things longer? We, we have to see. But right now, the rate discussion is having an impact on everything and putting a little damper on uh, this uh, rally that we had this year, the Dow actually negative for the year now. S and P, if we look at the S and P for the year, up ten percent, which is a great year, still decent, but gosh, uh, over the last couple of months, just doesn't feel uh, like uh, this is a. Uh, actually the case that <laughs> we're up 10% for the year. So where, where do we go from here? And this is where I truly believe that we are at a point where there could be a little more downside and then we could potentially see some buying. Uh, so there's this confluence of potential support. And if we break this, it could get a little uh, nasty here, but we have the 200 day moving average uh, let's just say that's at 4,200, just to keep it simple. It's a little bit higher, but uh, we have a round number. So round number 4,200. We look at where we were trading previously. Here, let me just put in a, a, a line here. Uh, lines always help out. So 4,200. Actually, I should probably lower that a little bit. But I, I mean, all in all, to me, this looks like a pretty, pretty decent level. Let's get this right there. 4,200. That, that looks pretty good. Uh, you know, also this rally here. If we look at where we're at, look at that. From those, those highs that we had to those lows that we had, we could actually do a little bit better. So the lows in March, there we go. 
Look at where that 50% level is. It's just under where the lows are for this recent uh, league lower are uh, just right around that 4,200 level. Uh, here, let's uh, let's do this. I want to – where are my little drawing tools? Oh, okay. We don't need to get too carried away here. Let's draw another one. Let's draw a trend line. <laughs> All right. There's that, look at this, trend line, boom. Here, let's uh, give it another, let's give it a little, I like this level. I like it. Retracements are healthy. Going up, 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 and up isn't, or we get these bigger drops like this and then traders get concerned. But I think a little bit of a shakeout of those weak hands Maybe a little sector rotation, maybe a little worry, maybe a little concern, maybe maybe a little uh, VIX spike, right? A little more premium coming into options. All good. All good. So uh, I really believe that we have a nice support level. This is the line in the sand. Let's see this hold. And we don't even need to get all the way down there. But if we, if we drop a little bit more, 4,200, 4,200, that's my, that's my guess. All right, well, we can't end this call without talking about crude oil. What the heck, crude oil? Uh, I mean, I thought this uh, this rally kind of got away from itself. We had this really nice range this year uh, with lows around 68 and you know maybe the upper range around 83, a little bit of a pop here in August, and then pulling back. And then we just blew through uh, those highs that we had earlier in the year. And just continued to run. Just a huge September for crude oil. And now, look at this. After hitting almost 95 we did hit $95 a barrel. Trading at 83 So a big, big retracement. Yesterday, closing below its 50-day moving average. 5.6% uh, drop. It was the biggest slide, one-day slide for crude oil since September 23rd of uh, 2022. Uh, right now, trading a little bit lower, down 0.8%. So this quick slide, putting some pressure on oil and gas stocks. We'll talk about one of those uh, stocks that Marcus is in and, and whether or not we should be worried or not. Uh, but crude oil, big move lower, and we'll see if this continues. But just kind of a wild, wild market this week. We could also look at yields, right? The uh, two-year yield spiking and uh, retreating after what we saw uh, yesterday. We could look at the 10-year yield. 10-year yield actually getting to highs that we haven't seen since, what, 2007. So a new high for the year yesterday before retreating down a little bit today. But we're now we're starting to see the further dated um, yields actually increase a little bit more. And, and so uh, this uh, yield cur curve inversion might be changing. We'll, we'll have to see. But uh, look at what we've seen since August. Just a, a wild couple of weeks here. Will the craziness continue? Or are we about to see some easier, smoother, calmer markets? I, I think that 4,200. 4,200. Uh, Marcus would probably take that bet too. Um, otherwise, it would be a good bet 
uh, between the two of us. <laughs> so anyway, let, let's uh, look at a couple of market movers real quick and then take a look at two trades that we might need to be worried about. Uh, Clorox, Clorox, look at this, getting hammered. Uh, I mean, just a, a, a real quick sell-off. I mean, Clorox is a, a dividend payer and uh, you're kind of with, similar to some of the other positions that we were in where there was this quick move, uh, but adjusting its guidance and down over 8% today. Uh, energy stocks were taking a huge hit yesterday. Uh, looks to be uh, lower today as well. Um, Exxon Mobil down 1.7%. We could look at Chevron, CVX. Uh, Chevron actually positive. Marathon also you know, flirting between negative and positive territory. So a little pressure there. Um, but energy stocks also on the move. Uh, another mover real quick. Let's look at Rivian. R-I-V-N is a ticker symbol. Rivian down 19%. So a big drop for Rivian. Uh, this comes after they announced a $1.5 billion convertible bond sale. And they also issued disappointing guidance for the third quarter. So this is where they're trying to raise more revenue, which could potentially dilute uh, shareholder value and then also uh, issuing some weaker than expected guidance. Uh, here we see worst day since March uh, for Rivian. A pretty, pretty big move lower. So two trades. Should we be worried about Devin, trade Marcus took. Actually, let's go over to PowerX Optimizer. Look at Devin with the PowerX Optimizer software. And we see here some nice support, a nice range. Uh, Devin, 45 was the put that Marcus sold. So some support going back to March of this year. And right now, back-to-back -back losing days, maybe finding or actually – there was another day in between. So uh, big drop, small gain, big drop, maybe going positive today. We'll have to see. Devin pays a nice little dividend, good PE ratio, income statement, decent quarterly, annually, negative for 2020. But hey, crude oil went negative in 2020, so we could give Devin a pass. This one, it looks like Marcus is uh, likely to get assigned. So should you be concerned right now with a trading of 43.22? That's a buck 78 in the money. Well, for our plan, no. Uh, we only sell puts at price levels that we are okay owning shares. And when Marcus put this trade on, uh, from where it was trading to the strike that he sold, he now has the potential to buy shares at a discount from where it was trading. That's the idea when you're uh, selling puts and you could, Think of it as getting paid an early dividend because if you get assigned, you get to keep that that uh, premium collected on the put, and you own shares. And and for the record, when I say you get to keep that premium on the put, that means that you always get to keep it when you sell the put. But there are scenarios where you might choose to buy that back uh, for less than the premium collected. So uh, anyway, just pointing that out. Hey, I, I mean, I I like this one. This one I was definitely considering. And I decided to opt for something else. I went with Goldman Sachs. I, you know, I think Goldman's solid. And I like this range here. Uh, Goldman, well, so 
Goldman here, we have a, a, a nice little range. And I saw support on this one between around 300 to 315. And again, it was trading around, I think, 318 when I put the trade on. So I sold the 312.50. I'm comfortable with that 312.50. I do like this chart. I like the company. The fundamentals look solid. Uh, this one, if we look at the asset correlation tool, this is something that is, is good to be aware of. And uh, I'm not in Devon Energy. So th this is what my correlation matrix looks like. And here we see that Goldman Sachs does have a higher correlation to PNC Financial. Right? Uh, financial services, there, there's going to be a correlation there. Sometimes a high correlation, sometimes not so much. The way that I use this in the software is I, I like to use 0.5 as a warning. That's where we start to have a little bit of a correlation. So we see here that UPS and Goldman Sachs, for whatever reason, a little bit of a correlation at 0.53, right? For me, 0.65 is going to be a no. I'm just curious. I'm going to add JP Morgan to see. Okay, so JP Morgan and Goldman Sachs are a little more correlated uh, because we see that JP Morgan, Goldman Sachs, 0.65. Uh, if we if we look at like uh, FedEx, now FedEx actually I was thinking that FedEx might uh, be higher than 0 0.63 uh, compared to UPS, but we would expect UPS and FedEx to be correlated. Uh, we could look at uh, let's let's look at like um, we'll see this. Let's look at MRO Devon, and we could look at Oxy as an example. So here. With MRO, we see a 0.83 correlation to oxys. So these are going to move like in an almost identical way. Uh, you might be up 2% in oxy, up 1.9% in Devon, right? Down 3% uh, in oxy, down 2.9% in Devon. And so the concern here is that when we have a portfolio that has a high correlation, like you might like the idea of I want to own Apple, I want to own Amazon, I want to own NVIDIA, and you want to own these names, but uh, when they're so heavily correlated, you're, you're kind of living or dying by the, the correlation, right? If everything's moving higher, you're super happy. If everything's moving lower, it's a bigger weight on the portfolio. And by having the correlations uh, lower, sure, you could have a stock that's down. Uh, and it could be that that another one's just hanging in there, right? It's not seeing the, the same type of uh, dip taking place. And so this is something that's going to help the overall risk on the portfolio uh, over time. And that's why uh, when I see this, not only would I imagine that oil and gas plays are going to be very similar and move in a similar way here, it's, it's proof it's based on data, right? So when I look at Goldman Sachs, yes, I expected the correlation to be a little higher between Goldman Sachs and PNC, but it just goes to show that, there is a little bit of a correlation, but there's also a difference between a Goldman Sachs and a regional bank like PNC, right? And that shows at 0.58. I'm okay with that. That's my plan. And so I'm I'm comfortable with the Goldman Sachs trade. It does look like there's going to be a potential assignment, but we have to wait and see. We never know how the stock's going to react to jobs tomorrow. Same goes for dividend, dividend, um, Devin Energy. Uh, Marcus's position. So two that we took recently that are going to be 
coming down to the wire whether or not we get a sign. But if we do get a sign, looking forward to solid calls on Monday. But, hey, the week's not over yet. Uh, we have another trading day tomorrow. If you like this video, please give it a thumbs up. If you're new to the channel, please subscribe. Uh, we love our subscribers. We love likes. And we're going to be back here, or I'm going to be back here tomorrow. And it will be interesting to see what the jobs report does to the market. If we get a positive reaction going into the weekend or if there's some more selling, I stick by my 4,200. I think that's the line in the sand. This is going to be a key level. Confluence of potential support and a perfect, perfect uh, level for some buyers to step into the market. Hey, happy trading, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow.